Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. The Fall of Osia, Episode 30, A Promise Set in Stone. In the last episode of The Fall of Osia, Charlie, separate from the group, carried on her own solo adventure, accompanied by her half-brother Nathaniel and the world's happiest little jester, Morris. Will this odd little trio help Charlie fulfill her final promise to Turk? Well, let's find out. So as you land on the top of the big step and get honestly quite a nice view, if the situation wasn't so, shall we say, miserable, there's still a lot of snow on the ground, but you can see patches where it's almost as if spring is starting to come through. And Charlie, after the last few months of hardship, and turmoil. While you were racing, did Charlie feel any better? Any lighter at all? I'd say for a second that they felt happier. Sort of like they forgot about everything for a minute. It was a good little moment. And probably something Charlie needed. But now you can see roughly the lay of the land from where you are. This is the biggest part of the big step. And there are several smaller mounds leading up to it on either side. You can see more forests and more fields. And if you crane and squint in the very, very far distance, almost you know when, if you look out towards the horizon, if you're staring across moorlands or sea, you can just see a thin, thin line of where the earth seems to change colour. As you realise you're staring at what would have been the desert land of the island. I remember that being a desert. Maybe it still is. There's supposed to be an old base somewhere around this area. I say around, it could be anywhere within the next god knows how many miles. But there was one here. And I think the one you're looking for has been there somewhat recently. Because we start looking. Yes, we do. And as you descend the big step and make your way across the field, you roll me perception, please. Fifteen. Nice. You glance around, trying to remember if you've ever actually been on this side of the step before. But, 
A lot of the snow here seems untouched. And it's fluffy. And it sticks to you as you walk through it. As this is on the more shaded side. So you're now in the shadow of the big step. And the snow is quite deep and clingy. But you keep going. You've ended, you've sort of started walking a little, you've started making a little ditch for it. So you should be able to find your way back quite easily. And then you're faced with choices. You can go across the flat fields, which are still very, very snowy, probably quite icy as well. Or you can try heading through the forest. One, so we got the forest, or what was the other one? The fields. Fields are a lot more open, but then again, the forests also hide more. That could ambush us. I still think the forest is probably better cover, though. Nevertheless. Well, I mean, I'm not, but. I like to think of this as more as a, a, a group effort. Oh, I like that. Talking of group. Uh, where's it gone? Fentanyl reaches into his pocket and resummons Morris. Actually, does not slip over. He just appears with a little bop and then a key as he settles into the snow. Right. Do you want to hold the child or shall I? Well, you've had more practice, so I'll let you hold him. Okay. He doesn't pull that much. He says as Morris immediately pulls to try and inspect a rock. Let's see. It takes you about 20 minutes to reach the edge of the forest, just trudging through the snow. Um, Charlie, can you make me a survival check, please? Yeah, I will do that now. Because although Charlie is very capable and she is somewhat used to the snow, it's still very, very cold. I actually have pro- proficiency in this. Nice. Uh, 24. Okay. It's a bit... During your isolation, you've become a bit unused to the cold and it's a bit more biting than you remember it to be. But you're Charlie, you're Monk, you're very disciplined and you just carry on. It does make your still healing ribs ache more than ever, though. You carry on. You get to the edge of the forest. It's a nice forest, actually. It's full of very tall pine trees. And even with the snow all around, the trees are so close together that a lot of the forest floor has escaped being covered by it. So there's just this soft carpet of pine needles. This should be adequate shelter, walking through, rather than the open field, which would have been just really windy. Hmm. Do you actually remember what green fields look like anymore? A little bit. They fields were a little bit greener over by Volker, but not as, as green as I remember. No, we've had all the time in the world to get used to this, but it's 
I'm still getting used to just the way everything's changed. And it has changed, hasn't it? But what happens next? I'm still trying to wear that out. So, let's keep on. Can you roll me a... Can you roll me a d30, please? I want to... Um, uh, just didn't have one to hand. Uh, 30. Okay. Let's see. Is there 30 orphans like Matt's... One of Matt's recent episodes. No. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty. There's definitely 30 orphans somewhere nearby. There's probably thousands of orphans in this place. If you trudge through the forest for about another 30 minutes, there's no real sound. It's oddly quiet here. You don't hear a single bird. The only sound you hear are your foot, soft footsteps over the pine needles, and the occasional clank of Morris's hands as he tries to investigate something, and your own voices when you talk. But that's it. Charlie does keep an eye on their surroundings as we go through, because this is just a bit too quiet. Okay. Can you make me the perception, please? I will also make perception. Might you? Well, Morris actually rolled a zero. A two minus two. Morris finds a neat stick and pokes at it until he's dragged along. But what did Charlie get? An actual one. <laughs> what do you add to your perception again, anyway? Uh, four. So, because I'm not proficient in perception, being a moment. Can you immediately make me a deck safe, please? 25. Okay. Not for the first time in your life, you stop paying attention for just half a moment, trip over a tree root, and stumble but quickly keep your footing. At least this wasn't like last time. Stop it, stop it. Are you okay? No, stopping your toe is worse than losing teeth and breaking bones. Ah, oh. kind of like hitting your, hit up, hitting your hip on a door handle. Oh, that's evil. Or bone you're a funny bone. Why is it called that? It's never funny. No, it's not very humorous, is it? <laughs> you can tell Nathaniel's trying his hardest not to laugh, because that was a terrible joke. Phantom Tish. Tish. Unfortunately, humour is clearly also lost on Morris. There's something off about this place, though. 
doesn't feel right, does it? No. Maybe we should hurry it up a bit. You, you go forward, I'll keep an eye on from behind. Okay. We'll hear if something sneaks up on us. Then I will just unsheathe my quarter staff as we continue to walk. I say, I don't think Nathaniel's got a weapon to unsheathe. To get ready to basically burn anything that comes too close. Do you keep boiling? And going. And the trees don't seem to be thinning out. Charlie, could you roll me a history check, please? Oh, I know where we are. I'm proficient in history. That's still only an eight. It's not until you pass it for about the third time is this starts to feel very familiar to you. Except this time there's no vanishing tiny huts involved. This is the forest we walked through before. When, it's not we, the... when we played Operation on Turk. This isn't the forest you walked through before, but it seems to be doing the same thing. Oh, we're stuck, I think. Excuse us? This path has not changed. It's repeating itself. Okay, so I'm not going crazy. That's good to know. Got any magic that might be able to help us? We try. Let's see. This is the fun part, whereas the DM, I get to roll against myself. How peculiar. Let's see, Nathaniel has detect magic, so let's see what that will do. Wow, a whole full one first level spell slots. Damn, this guy's privileged. There's silence for a moment as Nathaniel tries to use detect magic on the forest and immediately gets a crippling headache. Goes, ah! Okay, so bad news. <laughs> we may be stuck here. Good news is there's definitely something magical afoot. This is why I'm not keen on magic. I'll take what I got and that's it. Each their own. I'm not the best at throwing a punch. But you do have some. Very basic. I can shoot. I can shoot. I can shoot magical shiny balls. And they can make my hands really hurt. Just by touching people rather than punching them. Oh, and I can make rabbit's heads go pop, apparently. 
That explains what happened to the poor thing. I don't know, I just kind of focused and it went pop. Hmm. Are you okay with people using it on you? Hmm. I mean, I'm quite resilient when it comes to magical effects. Just thinking if there's something around. Maybe best if it can't see us for now. We'll give her my blessing of the tricks. Just like hold me holy symbol for a second. Give her your blessing of the trickster. Okay. He's going to put Morris away. And then cast invisibility at third level. So the two of you just vanish. Yay. Now I don't know if I'll get screamed at by hardcore rules people players or people who don't enjoy personal interpretations of things. But I always feel that when you and your party are invisible, you can sort of still see each other. You know, in the faint outline type of way. I like to think the, the people who are actually invisible can still see their companions. Well, like, you can sort of see their silhouettes, like, almost as if the air around them is bending a little bit. Yeah. Okay, maybe we can move a bit quicker now. Nathaniel says, and he is nowhere near as fast as Charlie. 55. Laugh, girl. Ah yes, the sorcerer is going to try and keep up with the monk now. <laughs> you keep moving through the forest. Can you make me one more perception check, please? And you can have it at advantage, because you don't have to be stealthy about looking around now. 18. Okay. As you're both speed walking through the trees at this point, Something catches the your peripheral vision. You pause, glance back, and you can see a little stone temple just chilling here in the middle of the forest. Just give um, Nathaniel a gentle tap on the shoulder for the quarter staff. Ah. <laughs> what is it? Over to the left, look. Oh yes, I've seen a few of them around. It's important. We can have a look. As you veer off the trodden path, you round a few trees and find this tiny little temple in a man-made clearing. And either side of the tiny door is a very, very tiny bird statue. Oh yeah, these guys. Friends of yours? Um, we've had a run-in in the past. They 
tried to fight us and that didn't go down very well. Ah, for them, I'd assume. Yeah. I feel bad about it, to be honest, because... But then again, should I? Because, I mean, they were the ones who started it. I've never had much patience for religion myself, so I wouldn't know that much about them. I'm going to find this little crouch stone. <laughs> Try to look through the tiny door. I say I don't believe in it. I believe that you can always be guided by someone, but I don't try to think too much about it. As in the tutoring way or the leader way? don't believe I I know that there's stuff out there I know there's higher powers but I don't believe in devoting your life to those higher powers because that's what their codes say to do I've recently been told it's good to have something but obsession is not a good thing Did they tell you what they're all about? There was a lot going on at the time. We had an injured friend, so we weren't mm. too patient ourselves with them. Mm. It's it's fault on both sides, if you ask me. There's two sides to every story. Yeah, the, the others might say it was their fault, but it's, it's blame either side, if you ask me. Hmm. <laughs> Nathaniel's pushing open the tiny door on the tiny temple. And it's like, it's like a cupboard. It's too small for you to get in. There's a little sealed box in there. Is that is that a box? Can you make me an investigation, please? Oh no. Ah, that's not terrible. So 18 minus 1. You squint into the gloom of this little cabin. Cabin? Cupboard. And yes, there is a box in there. It's a shiny black box with tiny engravings of golden dragons all over it. Uh, I have an idea. But let me see if I got any spells. Hmm. No, I don't know. So I have to. You see that box in there? Yes. I could fish it out with my core stuff. You can actually reach in and grab it. If Charlie reaches her hand in, she should be able to grab it. It's only about a foot or two away from you. 
just because I know how this shit works in horror movies and you end up losing your hand, I'm going to try and feed in my quarter staff to pull it out. Charlie okay. debates putting their hand in there and then they're like, you know, I'm going to fucking lose my arm if I put it in there. Okay. Make me a sleight of hand at disadvantage, please. Because you're trying oh, to use sorry. a big fuck off stick to knock out a tiny box in a confined my space. Lowest a t- my lowest is a 12. I got a, I got a 19 and a 12. I get plus 6 to that, though. So okay. 18. You fish your quarter staff in. Nothing reaches out and grabs it. There's no screaming. A demon doesn't appear behind you. As you knock the box out, where it just chills on the floor next to your feet. Is it evil? I say to you. I say to Nathaniel because I know he's the magic man. The magic so man. Assume, so I just assume he knows if an item is evil or not. Doesn't seem to be. Otherwise, it probably would have attacked you by now. Wish me luck. And I will open the box. Okay. When you put your hand on the box, there's... Charlie's had plenty of static shocks in her life before, I'm sure. Yeah. There's the prickly feeling of static all over it. But it doesn't hurt you. And when you open it up, there's just a single orange gem inside. Oh, the orange gem in. Examine it. It's very beautiful. If you hold it up to the light, the colour is wonderful. But when you pick up this gem, it feels warm to the touch. And you can feel the magical energy from within it. What is it? I have no idea. It's warm. Strange. I mean, I know detect magic, but I'd rather wait until we're not in this forest full of magic trying to kill us. Good idea. Save yourself the migraine. I'll um, pick up the box, pop it back in the box, and put it in the bag. Okay. Where do you go from there? Um. No idea. How big is the stone temple? Honestly, you're taller than the building when you stand up straight. Does it go underground, or...? Run me investigation to see if you can find any more doors. Damn. 17 minus 1 is a number. Close to 16, but is 16. So you start scouting around the temple. 
And then you hear Nathaniel say, I think there's something over here. He's right on the opposite side to you. Let's see what he's found. Okay. He's looking at the side of the temple where it's very, very faint and very easy to miss. You can just see the outline of a door on the side. What do you reckon? This place seems weird, doesn't it? It's odd. We can open the door, but I'm not sure what's in there. Why don't you wait out here and I'll go in and take a look inside? Just in case something happens. We'll see what's on the other side first. Yeah, right. Let's get this door open. Okay. You put your hand on the door. And... But we shall see. You put your hand on the door and pull it. And it swings open surprisingly easily. You don't have to put much pressure on it at all. And... Hmm... <laughs> Can you make me a dex check, please? 21. Okay. You open the door and immediately step back as a tall-ish, bearing in mind you're still taller than this building, skeleton falls out onto you. I'm sort of like just reaction. As skeleton comes, I punch it. Make <laughs> me an attack roll against the skeleton, please. What can core stuff? It's cocked. Cocked, technically, is the term. Uh-huh, cock. Um, Bertie. Bertie, you punch the skeleton, and in an ironic sort of way, you just completely destroy its ribcage, turning it to dust. And it just goes as it falls into a pile. Arms don't sort of out. Um, sorry, reaction. Nathaniel almost does the dump into a clap. Ever done. A bit anticlimactic. I guess. See what's inside. I still you think. Peeking. Sorry. What, I still think maybe you should go out here and I'll take a look inside just in case. Something in there wants to eat my brain. You peek inside and it's just another cupboard. Now you have an empty cupboard with the door open. Half a skeleton, a pile of ribcage dust, and a bird skull on top of it. I wonder if this is a grave rather than a tomb. Fabulous, we've just been desecrating someone's grave in that case. So there's nothing else in here of note? Not that you can see. I think we should move on. Just like 
punches the skeleton, what's left of it, back in there and shut the door. You use your foot to nudge what's left of the bones back in and casually shut the door like nothing happened. Hoping nobody saw that. Right. How do we get out of this forest? How did you get out of the last one you were in? Can I roll a history check? Yes. Because <laughs> I can't remember. Stop. I keep getting cocked dice. Um, 18 plus 3. That's a high enough score for me to flick back through my notebook and check for you. You think back. And with the way the past few months have been, past few weeks, sorry, everything's starting to distort together. You remember eventually getting out of the weird part of the forest and ending up in a place where the trees were all planted on a grid system. And then you also remember the fire goliath. But to your recollection, it was just walking. This walked really to get out of here the last time, but what was it this time is different. Once there's more to it. It's my fairy. I guess for now we'll just keep walking. Okay. So, are you taking the lead or is Nathaniel? Oh, I'll continue taking the rear just in case. Okay. Which means it's his go to make the survival check. Hmm, not so good. That's a 16. You carry on walking. You keep walking and walking. And there's the familiarity, familiarity of it all is probably starting to get under Charlie's skin a little bit. Well, maybe not. How does Charlie feel about Moira after she essentially saved everybody's bacon? I think Charlie's had a grown appreciation for Moira since then. That's good. But we can't change the past and charlie probably does remember everybody's face when after taking the lead moira had led you all in one big wide circle oh, and it's happened again is it maybe maybe not make me a perception please Eighteen. The trees down this path aren't familiar anymore. I say to um, Nathaniel, I think we're doing something right because these trees don't look familiar. Thank God for that. Not that I'm not appreciating forests, but there's just something off about this one. And after another 20 minutes of walking, you can see where the trees start to thin out. The end is in sight, hurrah! Yes. 
it is very good. Oh God. <laughs> Upon seeing where the trees are starting to thin out, Nathaniel does pick up the pace a little bit. Of course, he will never match Charlie's speed. It's just the walk of somebody who's desperate to get out of somewhere without straight up running. I assume Charlie is following. Still cautious, we'll start to follow. Okay. We've reached the end of the trees. And since he's in front, Nathaniel does put out an arm to stop you. Just gestures silently. Can you make me an investigation, please? Oh, no. 19 minus 1. Okay. You glance out, and you can see down a hill. And Charlie's seen enough of their properties now to know you're looking at an encampment. It's not as high tech as the last one you saw. There's no shield guarding it. The building looks like it's held together with a hope and a prayer. And it's just got simple wooden spikes all around the edge to act as a fence. There's a dragonborn guarding the entrance, stood there casually picking his snout and you can see occasionally movement from inside the building from your angle what do you want to do next lowering ourselves a little bit so we're not too visible I say to um, Fanu does this look like the place that you that you're able to envision? It's primitive enough to match it. Know, it just feels like we're going on going on something pretty big with a whole lot of nothing. In what way? Like we don't actually know if he's in there in we're possibly going up against military for that. For that whole lot of nothing, possibly. Now your faith in magic isn't very strong. But I'm inclined to trust we're on the right path. And now I have a question for you. But that will come in the form of an in-character question. How smart do you think that guy is down there? And he gestures to the Dragonborn, who's really going at this whole mining for nose gold. Yeah, it's my light. If I mean, it's better with the light off. <laughs> um, he doesn't look the smartest. He doesn't. Not that I'm trying to insult his intelligence. He looks like he's poked his own brain a few times. Probably done some sort of damage to it. What's the idea? Do you think we could get past him hidden in plain sight? I know you don't trust magic as well as I do. I can hide myself and become one of them. It happens. So can I, actually. 
There we go. Oh. We'll hold the um. Uh, let me just see how long this guy self lasts for, because as a trickster cleric, or a trickery domain cleric, if you want to be exact, I get disguise self for free. Nice. I hold, I hold the um, holy symbol. I say, I can use disguise self. It'll only last for one hour. And I can use it again. Ideally, I don't like to use it the once, but you reckon we can walk straight past him? I reckon so. It doesn't seem, with all due respect to whoever he is, he doesn't seem like the sort of person whose tree goes all the way to the top branch. The people put in charge at the front gate are usually strong, but not particularly intelligent. The only trouble is that with that is how many people are in there. Oh, we're gonna get oh this is gonna go well. Right. Let's try it. You have okay. any use of that teleport left? Only the one. So I think we should save it for after we're done. Let's see how this goes. Because we might need it. Mm, it's a little beyond me to use it more than once. <clears throat> right. So what's Charlie going to disguise herself as? I'll see what Nathaniel is first. Is Nathaniel, Nathan let's be honest, Nathaniel's probably smarter than Charlie. I mean, he's a caster. He's not quite the, like, prodigy that Harlan is, but he is quite switched on. So Nathaniel casts Disguise Self, and after a click, becomes a human in a military uniform. He looks like himself. Well, obviously a few features are different, because I imagine humans have less delicate features than elves, even half-elves. He now has humanoid ears, which is a very strange feeling for him. May as well keep it simple. It's a good point, and I'll go. I'll, I'll hold mine and go. Human woman, black hair, and um, holding holding the holy symbol. I go um, soldier gear with like a human woman with black hair, hmm. and I'll just tuck the um, tuck the holy symbol into my shirt. Do you want to go up front or shall I? I have a feeling you're probably a better talker than I am. He gives you another slightly sideways look, but we'll go up front. I've not... I'm good at talking to people for about two minutes and then I want to punch him in the face. I'm sorry if I do that to you as well. No, you do not do that. I am carrying. I've got a thing for making like socially awkward charisma casters. That's my dealio, apparently. <clears throat> I 
Time for some of the best acting we've ever done, I guess. And he'll stand up a bit straighter. And then walks up to the place like he's in charge. The dragon stops picking his nose for a moment. Who are you? I ain't seen you here before. Looking both at Nathaniel and Charlie. You don't seem like the sort of person that observes much around here. You can see the cogs turning in the Dragonborn's mind. Well, it's my job to notice things. Now you're either in here, or you can fuck off. I guess I'm here then. Nathaniel just walks past him. <laughs> Who are you? Woman. Obviously. I never seen you in it before, neither. Uh, I start to walk past as I say, I thought you were the observant one. And I just walk in. <laughs> he needs a moment to recover from this, clearly having no idea that he's been insulted. You just know, Charlie knows in her heart, this guy's gonna go home. He's gonna go to bed. After about five minutes, he's like, hey, what the fuck? Realising he's just been insulted. Okay, that was obstacle number one. Oh, that was vicious. <laughs> I've been told I'm not very good at the whole being nice and talking to people thing. Can we respect that? People are cunts. <gasps> you said the forbidden word, Alex. Now you have disadvantage forever. Dun dun dun. Oh no! Cha cha no. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! No 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 no! Oh 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 no, 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 no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. But no, the two of you are in the camp now. Leaving Dragonborn, trying to both scratch his head and pick his nose. He may be attempting to do both at once. Quite unsuccessfully, he's just scratching the inside of his nostril now. But... There are three buildings in here. One of them is made of a canvas, and the other two are crudely constructed log buildings. There's the odd person dotted around here and there, but they don't seem to be paying much attention to you. At least not yet. Because you're now on a timer, and as that fills up, you will start drawing more and more attention to yourselves. Daniel does have the blessing of the tester still active on him. Yeah. So he has advantage on all stealth checks. Okay. What one should we check out first? Looking round, what can we what can we see? <clears throat> Excuse me, Zach. The canvas building is more of a big tent, with the door tied open, 
just gently flapping in the wind. For the closest log building, there's a human sat on an upturned barrel outside smoking, just looking at the ground. And the furthest building away, there's a small cluster of people just gathered outside of it. They're not doing anything in particular. One of them turns to spit on the floor, but that's about the only interesting thing going on at the moment. I have an idea. I don't think we should use it until we get to the cluster, though. Let... over there. Um, let's check the least guarded areas first, and then there's no luck. And we have to go into the most guarded area. I have an idea. Okay. I'll explain What's... it when. I'll explain when it's a little quieter. Okay. And I assume the two of you walk over to the canvas first, then the big tent. Yeah. Okay. You peek in the doorway, and there's about ten bunk beds in there. Again, all very crudely constructed. How many people are asleep at the moment? Only one. There's someone asleep on a top bunk about halfway down, snoring like an absolute pig. And on the floor, you can see the smashed remains of what was once a bottle of alcohol. Someone's clearly having a good night. Okay. Nothing. Nothing in there. Just a sleeping room. Oh good, I'm so glad to see they're taking their job seriously. Right, next building then. Is there anyone around us? As we're walking. There's the one person smoking outside of the building you're heading towards. But apart from that, the next closest person's a good 15 foot away. If... 15 foot, so you can probably walk in with us or away from no. us? No, it's just stood in place. I'll say to Nathaniel quietly, I have an ability that allows me to create a duplicate of myself. Should okay. we need the distraction, the duplicate could cause a distraction. That's really something. You can see from his face he wants to ask more about this, but now's not the time. Do we get to that? You can just walk up to it. It's just a regular building with a door. But as you get closer, the guy smoking looks up. Says, Nice evening, isn't it? It's a bit warmer than everywhere else. But that might just mm. be the rules. Mm. Where'd you come from then? You weren't here this morning. Scotty. Oh fucking hell, it's very timely, some people. Yeah, it's a nightmare traffic. 
Piper. Whoever just really slows you down. Hmm. You are one of um Ah, oh, what's his fucking name? Boss Art's man. Well not really a man. I, I I know you're a woman, love, I can see that. Do I recognize the name? Hmm. Went from people chatting when we were in the other one. Just so I know. I'm basically just trying to work out whether he's playing me just to see if I'm playing me, playing me, whether to see I'm like not actually who I am. There are two people in the main party including your current selection of companion characters, that know who this bossard man is. But Charlie is not one of them. Charlie hasn't heard this name. No. No. This is... Males are the caster, because I could just mess around magic so much at the moment. Nathaniel does go to say something. He goes, oh, shut up, shut up. I'm asking the lady. Johnny just goes, aye. Mm. Could you roll me a performance check, please? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't it. I think I'm going to use a luck point. <laughs> Natural 20. Hmm. Hmm. You say that with such conviction, even Nathaniel almost believes you for a moment. Ah. When's the big man coming down here then? I could do with me with a promotion like, you know? I'm just fed up with this absolute shill. You'll eat it too in a minute, love. Don't don't look so happy about being here. Honestly, I have no idea. I'm mostly just on guard. Hmm. You're taking over from the big guy up there. He nods to the dragonborn. Fucking hell. I'm sorry, not that anyone could do a better job than he can. I hate that the truth. But, you get on doing what you're doing then. You better get back to it. He gets back to smoking. This is why this is why I like charisma, but Charlie hasn't got a lot of charisma. <laughs> charisma is situational, but fun. That man smelled like onions. Onions and tobacco—it's an interesting mix. But after you. Not going to huh? I will slowly look through the door. Okay. Can you make me an investigation check, please? Thirteen. Okay. You peek in, and from your first glance, there's not much to see. 
this one looks like an office, like you've seen quite a few times in your life, with crates and a desk with a map in the middle. There's no one else in the room. Does it look like anyone's coming in this way? Uh, you peek around. Let's see. By this point, the smoking man has gotten up and started wandering lazily across the cab. The people who are stood around the door aren't paying much attention. So really, it's just you and the family at this moment. Look at the map then, while it's quiet. Okay. You look at the map, and you recognise it as a map of the island. You can see Larton, and over way beyond the other side of the map, you can see Volca. And honestly, it's quite the distance you've travelled in a single day. But this isn't a map you've seen before. This is... It looks like three different maps layered over the top of one another. The thickest outline belongs to now what you would know the island to look like. There's no pentral port. There's nothing that's disappeared under the water. Volca used to be split into two halves, the north and the south, but now there's just one. Now, for the first time, you have a whole picture of what the map looks like. Um, from glancing at this map, you can see that if you travelled north from Volca, it would probably take a while, but you would end up right at the border. Interesting. Anything else in this room? Taking a quick glance. I'm trying not to spend too long in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, make me another investigation, please. 19. Minus 1. Okay. You have a quick rifle around the desk, and there's papers. It's all the sorts of boring things you find in the abandoned base that you and your compatriots explored not too long ago. While you've been doing that, Nathaniel's been looking through the crates. There's all files in here. I wouldn't have thought they would have wanted these so far from the main vault. Even with people? Glancing around, he's going to pull one out. One of those heaps. I will. I will keep an eye out. The windows, not obviously not trying to be too obvious, but just like snowfully, just keeping track of who's nearby. Do you know what the sentinel is? I know it's got two real definitions. It's something people can learn, but I don't think that's it. It's just it's like the actually it's like the ramblings of a madman. 
what a lot of this makes sense. The Sentinel Project? I don't know, I can't read this guy's handwriting. Looks like someone's just taken several stabs at the page and hoped for the best. Let's get a rifle down, get one more. Ooh, that's the interesting one. Okay, there's even more madman ramblings in here. This one's got the magical properties of tiefling horns. Poor bastards. Mm, poor things. And he puts the folders down and gently closes the crate. See. About three seconds after Nathaniel's let go of the crate, somebody walks up to the doorway, looks in, and spots the two of you. What on earth are you two doing in here? Actually, for that matter, who are you? I've not seen you before. And some pinch-faced, weaselly-looking man is looking in. You could tell just by from his uniform jacket, he's a slightly higher rank than the smoking man and the dragonborn, but not by much. Is he coming here, is he? He's just peeked in the doorway and seen the two of you in. I'm sorry, we're we're new to the we're new to the base. We've just we just transferred. We're just trying to find our way around, get to know the place. Okay. Dealer's choice. You can make me deception, performance, or persuasion. I'm proficient in persuasion, so I'll go for persuasion. Let's see, Nathaniel oh, won't go for deception. Nice. I got a high roll. High-ish. Um, I got... What is my modifier for? Persuasion. It's plus six. So that's a 22. Nice. Transferred here, you say? Who's your commander? Chatty, I found the name. Sorry, Uh, what was the name? What was the name? What was the name? You can do it. Pardon? Does Nathaniel know the name? He just glanced at Nathaniel with a look of shit on your face. We're here under him. the Lieutenant Bossard. He sent us here. He's on his way down to see how things are going. There's Nathaniel rolled deception. And that's a 31. It's better than I did. <laughs> that's a 19 plus 12 for him. I, I, I miss I miss I miss charisma characters. Charisma's fun. Does this man actually believe him? Hmm. Oh, right. Yes. Well, just don't get caught in here. It doesn't make any of us look good. Go on, get out. As I said, we're just trying to map map the place where we know where where everything is. Sorry. 
He watches the Probably two of you go. Hmm, you'll leave that to me. Yes, sir. He watches the two of you out, narrowing his eyes. That could have gone better. Now we need to get in that, to that final building. I don't think they're going to move anytime soon. Do they all look like lackeys? Hmm. Most of them do, yes. But there is another man with a slightly more decorated uniform amongst them. Lots of them, I think, could, but that one's making me think perhaps not. The final says, trying to very subtly nod towards Sli- Mr. Slightly More Decorated. Is the duplicate necessary, you reckon? It would get everyone away from the door. As we make our way across the um, area, do I see any really clear spots? Like lead into inside of any buildings or anything. Roll me a d8, please. Four. Okay. It's not the most ideal spot in the world, but you could make Duplicate Charlie jump out from behind a pile of logs. Myself, and that duplicate can cast spells, so I could fire a guiding bolt at something. Go for it. The only problem is I know. The only problem is how much time that will actually buy us, because my duplicate's fast. But how long before they realise it's an illusion? I could make it difficult for them to find the illusion. They'd probably keep hunting, though. We need to be on site when the duplicate happens, so otherwise we're going to get wrangled into it. Okay. Um. Let's see. Comical, really, but what about behind those barrels? Okay. Right. Let me do this first. And Nathaniel is going to. Let's see. He's going to use some of his sorcery points to cast the use subtle spell and cast the spell third level spell Sleek Storm. Towards the end of the camp. Because he has Spell Sniper, he is able to cast it up to 300 feet away as opposed to the normal 150. So, out of nowhere, 
A sleet storm suddenly appears towards the other end of the camp. That already draws people's attention. They're like, hmm, that wasn't there two minutes ago. If you put the duplicate into the storm, they'll all go chasing it. Okay. Um, as Neil behind the barrel. Oh, touching the holy symbol that's hidden by the illusion of the disguised self. I summon my duplicate at the edge of the sleep storm. And then my duplicate. The problem is the duplicate doesn't make any noise unless it uses one of my actions or spells. So what the duplicate will do is turn to the building with all the files in and cast. How far is the duplicate from that building? About 30 foot. Well, can bolts of radiance through the window of the building? Okay, make me an attack roll at the building at advantage, please. Because every, because you know what you're doing, and everyone's still like, hmm, it wasn't sleeting two minutes ago. It is three beams, so should I roll it three times? Yeah. The first beam is a... I get plus eight, so 26. Mm-hmm. 25 and 26 nice one beam hits the roof and starts frazzling it the other two beams go straight through the window there's a smash and then an absolute cacophony of noise as some people run to the building and some people run to try and restrain the duplicate gives the middle finger and runs into the sleep storm because the duplicate isn't affected by difficult terrain. Okay. Right, quick, we have to be quick now. And... Make me stealth at double advantage. Alright, he get he would get triple advantage because of, um... Because, um... Blessing of the Trickster. Nice. Oh good, I needed that. Nathaniel's highest is now a 23. 20. Double advantage. Because I get plus 10 to stealth. What did you roll? 13. Nice. Double advantage. Other than that, it, it would have been a 21 or a. or the lowest was a. 12. Oh no, me and struggling with plus 10 now. Actually, but the high is a 30. Yep, and the final highest is still 23. You two, you bolt! And you just get in the door, no problem. Imagine to close it silently behind you. Did anyone see you? Jam the door with? Pardon? Is there anything to jam the door with? Uh, make me a very quick investigation, please. And I mean a, a disadvantage? No, just do it quick. There's stuff in here. Mark five. Okay. You grab a broom and slide it through the door. It won't hold forever. But you're now in the last building. And... It's like almost a small mezzanine you step into, with a flight of stairs going down. This is going to be it. Right, so let's be seriously quick about this one. Okay. You go down the stairs as quickly but as quietly as possible, and you find yourself into a very carefully dug out tunnel with small cells in it. 
There are eight of them, to be exact. Can you make me one more perception check, please, for down here? Um, I'm going to use my luck, luck, final luck point because that was a free on the dice. Okay. Um, 14 plus 4. Okay. It takes you about four seconds to see the right cell of a dwarf just hunched up in the corner. A very battered looking dwarf. Who looks like with every passing minute he's losing the will to live. Bingo. He looks up, but of course all he sees is two soldiers. Well you know, dispel disguise. Charlotte? Is that really There's no time there's no time to explain. Gotta get you out of here. We've there's a lot of courage outside. Where's Ingvar? I don't know, lass. She's... I haven't seen her since ever any of this happened. We can... Let's, let's just get you out of here. We can deal with that soonest. Nathaniel... Sorry, after you. I'm assuming the cell's locked. Yes. Um... Do you think you could get this look? If not, I could just try and melt it. Let's see what I can do. Nathaniel drops to this guy's self. Does Bangarn recognise him in any way? No, damn it. Oh no! <laughs> just hear that. You! Charlotte, Charlotte, get away from him! It's, it's a long story. I'll explain what Charlotte, right? We Charlotte, just, the man's just dangerous. I, I he was one of them just... came to the village. When the red dawn came. Bingo. Do you trust me? Aye, but I wouldn't trust that as far as I could throw it. And you just need to trust me for a minute, and I guarantee you could throw him quite far. The <laughs> final looks deeply offended. <laughs> you can't all be bags of muscle. but he takes out his thief tools anyway and gets to work and it doesn't take long to click until you hear the gentle click from the lock now to you well head in there okay. give him a hug Bengaran hugs Charlie and even though you can feel the man's lost a lot of weight and a lot of muscle mass but he holds you tight to Alright then, you've probably been hugged in a very long time. Even though he smells bad, and you can tell the man's probably a bit sick as well. Well, I was a goner. Came after me. When it was... When everything happened. Sorry, I couldn't find you soon. You're here now. That's all that matters. He will give Nathaniel a very suspicious look before getting up. <laughs> Do that thing. He will leave his cell, and although Bengarn is very weak, he will still edge around Nathaniel as far as he can. Right. You just hear Nathaniel go, <sighs> Right. I'll be 
I somehow don't think we're going to be very safe going out there. No. Right. Time to roll some dice for the military men. Oh no, that's a lot. It's a lot of dice. <laughs> Several people have now noticed you're not part of the hunts. And they've gone to the door. But you can hear the smashing on the door, trying to get it open. How long does that teleport to take? It's fairly quick, but I'm I'm not sure we can use it in here. You use anti-magic, do you? I can't. Nathaniel tries summoning. Click. He's one of the. I know it's from an anime, but the whole clicking your fingers and summoning small sparks. Nothing happens. Probably to stop people escaping so easily. I haven't. I can. I have an idea. But it means we're going to have to fight our way out of here first. Are there any other doors in here? Can I see any doors? Okay. Roll me um, perception or investigation. Dealer's choice. Perception, because I'm better at perception. 18 plus 4. You glance around at the cell and it's pretty miserable. It's hard to make out a lot in here. But you can see what looks like a door, although you can't see where it leads to. We can... So we either take that door and just chance it, or we go out the door. I have a spell with a large cone that might blind enough people in the front to give us a chance to swing around and make a runner until your teleporter works. What do you think? Because we're running out of time. Not to be rude to your companion here, but I'm not sure he looks up to running. Don't you fucking talk about me, lad. I can hear you, you know. Let's get to that other door then. Okay. You'll get to the other door. And you open it. And it leads to a very dark tunnel. Anything I can block this door with? Um... That's a good one. You see a metal-handled shovel. The whole thing is made of metal, actually. Huge Charles takes out her phone and starts looking at that instead. I'm seeing if I could do something with my duplicate, but I can't do something that I thought I could do, so... Right, here we go. And I... It's a all-metal shovel, is it? Yeah. Okay, and can I slate through the door handle? Mm, slate of hand. Uh, 16. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, what I want to do is, um, as I slate it through the door handle, can I use my fire unarmed strikes to try and heat up the metal and bend the shovel around the door? Okay. Like, bend around the handle. So it can't like fall off. I don't want to try and snap 
If it feels like it's gonna snap, then it'll stop. But roll me that, your deal. Pushing. I was gonna say I know that's pushing myself a little bit. Um, just because that makes so much noise, I'll roll a um, one hundred and ten together. Yeah, just roll me a percentile then. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got this. I got a one hundred and a ten, so one hundred. It bends, but you're a little too enthusiastic, and you can tell you've made it brittle. Just keep going. Let's just go. You head down a corridor. Are you all but running at this point? Because there's not a lot to be subtle about now. You run, and you run. This is all dug out Arif, and it's surprisingly long. By your reckoning, you must be going under the trees by now. And you can see the beginnings of light at the end of the tunnel. But you can also see a figure stood there. Quite a large figure, actually. Holding a long weapon. They don't make any move towards you. They they seem to be waiting for you to go to them. I'm getting swinging range, but I'll get closer. Sort of. Hold on, I'm just to slow down. They wait until they can see you. Well, well, well. Look what we have here. Running like little rats in a gutter. Who are you? I'm the gatekeeper. And you are? Someone trying to help a friend. What a lovely sentiment. You see, the thing with saddling yourself with friends is they just slow you down in the end. I don't want to hurt you, but I will. I don't just let us go and you can forget about all of this. Now then, I can be a benevolent man. What's in it for me, though? Does he look like the rest of the soldiers, or...? This guy's... odd. He's not wearing any sort of uniform. It's more very, very peasanty clothes, for lack of a better term. And yes, I'm going to be asking the monk this night. Can you make me an arcana check, please? Is it a minus one, Alex? It's a zero. Well, it's a little better than a minus one. Yes, when Charlie said she wasn't... She doesn't really understand magic. She wasn't kidding. That's a little better. Nathaniel gently nudges you in the shoulder. Look, just look at the edges. He's ethereal. I don't think he's real.
confusion. It's rude to whisper, you know. You never answered me. What's in it for me? In the back of your mind, you know you've done something good. Good. Someone who doesn't deserve any of this. Good. It's been a long time since I felt good. You see, I've been stuck down here for quite a while. I haven't seen proper daylight in a very long time. The light down here is coming from small little flames just hanging about. Why should I let you go? They'll be down here soon. We'll see what you've done. And then they'll skin you and make you into a pair of boots. Or some such. Maybe one day you can come back and do something good for you. But right now we're short on time. People promise things like that to me often, and like a fool, I fall for them every time. I'm not like everyone else. Then, why don't we make sure you come back? And he will hold out his enormous hand to you. I, I look back at Nathaniel like, do what? Can I insight check this guy? You vibe check this guy. Okay, roll me insight. I got a 13 plus 8. You vibe check this guy. And you realise he's a very, very lonely spirit. But he could also be vengeful, given the right opportunity. Do we have a deal? <laughs> As you've said, time is running out. You shake the gatekeeper's hands. And you can feel his touch, and it's very cold. Colder than anything you've ever touched before. So cold it actually burns. And even when he drops your hand, you can still feel it on your skin. So Charlie made a deal with the gatekeeper. That's not gonna come back and bite me in the ass. Depends if you keep your promise. Okay. I'll hold them up for you when they come along. And he'll step aside to let you pass. This is over. I promise I'll come back. I hope you do. But you can keep going down the corridor now. And you go, and you go, until you can't see the gatekeeper anymore. Where he's... Before he disappeared completely, you saw him resume his position, holding his weapon. Honestly, I feel a bit bad for him stuck down here now. 
if we can come back in that another one day. Well, I've got to. I think you may or may not have just made a magical, a magical contract. That's a problem for later, me. Do you know much about those? Absolutely fuck all. Maybe you could ask Harlan if you see him. That's not a bad idea. We can go back in that direction anyway after this. We'll probably run into him when we get back to the Hulka. Yeah, I'll speak to him then. Hmm. <laughs> you could just hear like huffing and puffing as Van Garn is struggling to keep up on his tiny dwarven legs. I give him a piggyback. You pick Ben Garn up, and you hear a great protest of, Last, put me down! I'm a grown man, I can walk. But also, right, thank you. Let me, know. <laughs> let me know if you need a lift. I've not tried, you know. Suspicious glance at Nathaniel. <laughs> Nathaniel's just smiled at time. See, I think all of your friends have this dislike for me. I've never met this man properly, though. Stop talking about me, I can hear you. I survived you too. <laughs> Fine. You turn the corner, and the dirt tunnel turns to stone. Not cave stone, it's more like brick. And it widens out. And you can see there used to be several other tunnels, but they've since been bricked up. But you can keep going in a straight line. To put this in the least strange way possible. I still don't think we can teleport from here, but this is less of a magical dead zone than where we've just been. I still think we should keep going for a minute. I think we should. You just keep feeling up the magic, see how it works. On it. Can you? Hmm. What should we pause? Roll me another perception check. I swear to God, if I'm going to make another pact. Uh, not dirty twenty. Okay. After another few minutes, Nathaniel stops. Something's not bright in here either. And then you can notice it too. It's like you're being observed. Nathaniel looks up. Okay, that's something. And Charlie looks up too. And you see many eyes staring back down at you. Is it eyes that that I've seen before. Indeed. It's many eyes as part of a gelatinous black mass. I say to the I say to the others, hold your breath and don't move, and then I'll hold my breath. Okay. Remind me what Charlie's con modifier is. It's a hefty 18. Oh, plus four. Yeah. Like Nathaniel then. Jesus, the two of you can hold your breath five minutes. 
Next you'll need to have a diving underwater competition. For, for holding breath, it's one plus your constitution modifier. Yeah. Do you hold your breath and you keep moving? And you keep moving. And whilst this mass doesn't seem to move at all, it just stretches onwards. And onwards. Let's see. You glance at your companions as you reach about the two and a half minute mark where it's only just starting to become a little bit uncomfortable. Nathaniel seems fine. Bengarn's face is starting to go slightly blue. How much longer do I have to put up with this? In fact, can I get you to make me a con save, please? 24. Charlie, with your monk discipline, you will your lungs to never need air again as you keep walking, although they do start to burn as another minute passes, and it's just going on. And then you feel a message, because Nathaniel apparently forgot he had message at this point. You've seen one of these before, haven't you? Yes. In a cave. Harlan told us to hold our breath. It's good to know. I've never seen one of these before. What does it do? It's like a giant gelatinous cube. How was it made? I have no idea. And I'm assuming if I tried to take some of it with us, it wouldn't like that. Absolutely not. Okay. I'm out of time. How does teleport feel? Let's see. What's highest spell level? I think at his current level, it's quite high. Oh, excellent! That balances it out perfectly. Nathaniel has up to eight love, eighth level spells at the moment, as he has a fair jump ahead from Charlie in terms of leveling. At the moment, we're on about fourth level. Yeah, not doing great then, are we? No. Oh, he's gonna have to breathe any second. Yeah. Bengarn is starting to go purple now. <laughs> and he looks like he could pass out at any moment. Do I remember they didn't go at us straight away? I I say to <sighs> I say to Nathaniel if messages still up. Do you have silence? The spell my it's a spell my dad used to use on us when me and Sam would fight. It's actually one spell he doesn't have. Damn, okay, never mind. Penguin's gonna have to breathe any second. 
Okay. Just be prepared to fight just in case. Um, I'll stop and get down to Bangor's level and whisper. You need to catch your breath. Just do it quietly. And he can't help gasping after holding his breath for that long. And you can hear an almost angry rustling from above you as the eyes squint. I will. I will cover him slightly as he tries to get his breath back. Charlotte, last these things go for us. I, there's nothing I can do. I can take it. Can look, it never ends. Well, I'm not leaving you behind. Bengarn tries to take another breath. But in his state, I'm going to say he's only got half the usual amount of time now, because he is also actively suffocating at the time you told him to breathe. Right. You get another message from Nathaniel. Just keep going. I don't think it's following us exactly but I think it's trying to challenge us. Alright, I... As quietly as I can, I suck up a bit of breath and then begin to hold again. Okay. And start moving. Okay. You carry on moving down the corridor. And it's not too bad until towards the end, the Watcher, as it's known as, has started to spread down the walls and around the next doorway, carpeting the floor a little bit. Again, it doesn't do anything. When you say carpet the floor, how, is it blocked the entire doorway, is it? It's blocked part of it off. But if it's moving, when it sees you coming, it freezes. How much of the floor is it blocked off? You would have to be... It's about 15 foot along the floor and left you a gap that's about six, seven foot long on a slant. I mean, I could, I could, I could gap that, but then go and probably can in this state. You get another message from Napan. I can temporarily get him out of here if we have to fight this. I could essentially put him on another plane just for a short while if we have to fight it. Will you be able to get him back? Of course. 
I've done this before. Don't tell him, otherwise he will resist. Let's just see how this goes. Might be best if you tell him he doesn't like me. I will obey not telling him at all. Otherwise he will resist. He's like me, doesn't like magic. Well, I, I don't mind it, he despises it. Understandable. Not everyone cares for it. Okay. So are you gonna are you going to bridge the gap? Or just get through it? No, just to check. It's it's partly blocking the it's partly blocking the um entryway and it's coating the floor. Yes. What about the walls? It's all around the walls. And how what, what how far is the gap? It's about seven foot long, about three and a half foot wide. You'd have to jump past it with some accuracy. Charlie would probably have no issue with that. Theoretically, with a long jump, I can do that without rolling, because I can jump 14 foot on a long jump. Then you'd be one foot and right next to it. Yes. So Ben Goran isn't going to do that in his current state, is he? No. We could just hit it and see what happens. Is hitting it a good idea? Not to be rude to your friend, I'm not sure he's going to get through that gap. And I don't have um, the strength okay. to throw a dwarf to you. Um, as we walk forward, I'm going to stand about five foot back. I'm going to cast Hand of Radiance and see if the um, radiant magic scares it off a bit. Okay, roll me an attack roll, please. You can have it at advantage because it wasn't really expecting that. I'm full 20 with advantage. Okay. okay. There's a furious rustling and a hissing. Not a merry little hiss like Morris has. This is more like a furious snake that's going to attack you. As little spindly tentacles start rising from the ooze. It, does it does it seem to be affected by the radiant magic? Oh, you've hurt it. So roll me some damage, please. Is that crit damage? Because it was a natural 20? It's crit damage. Okay, so it takes 3d6. That's two sixes and a four, so... 14 times 2. You mean 16 times 2. 6. Oh, yeah. Sorry. 32 damage. It, it takes 32 radiant. Okay. Not bad for a cantrip. That's not bad for a cantrip. Okay. Now it's time to roll for initiative. Because it's not happy now. Because this, I'm going to call this a surprise round. Nathaniel will cast banishment on Bengarn. Banishment? <laughs> yes. It's such a harsh spell. It's all he's got at this point. 
Vanguard doesn't really stand a hope in hell of passing Nathaniel's save with his minus charisma. Vanguard's not very good at talking. You see Nathaniel cast punishment. He's like, I'm sorry, I've got nothing better. <laughs> not at this moment. That's a 14 plus 11. Nice. So, 25. God, Smashington's here. I love, I love the fact that my martial carries all have alerts. Rain and Charlie have such ridiculous initiatives. And as his free object interaction, Nathaniel's going to bring Morris to the field. He is in shock. Yay! Spicy boy. It's funny because I've always shortened the final's name in my notes to Nat. So <laughs> it's like, why is there Nat written all over my notes? Who's been rolling net, Nat? Net, 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 net. Oh, Morris is at the bottom. You see Morris go happy hiss, shocked hiss. Then he goes angrily and brandishes his tiny knife hands. I say tiny, they're actually about a foot, foot and a half long. But Charlie, you're up. Okay. Uh, first thing I'm going to do is bonus action cast Shield of Faith on myself. Okay. Ooh. So okay. I now have a... Yeah, I have 21... Or, no, 22 AC now. I'm used to saying 21, but as of as of your last level up, I've gone to 20 AC, so this is 22 AC now. Nice. And I'm going to hit it with my bonky stick. As it happens, I have an ability that I didn't have when we originally bought it, called Key Empowered Strikes. So my attacks are now magical for the purpose of overcoming resistance and immunities. Mm-hmm. Roll me um, some bonky stick hits. Um, one of them is probably a miss at a 12. That is a miss. The other one is a 26. That hits. So my bonky stick is 1d8 plus 8. Nice. An 8 on the die, so 16 bludgeoning. Ooh, spicy to begin with. Yep. That's all I've got for my first turn because I missed one and I used my bonus action for Shield of Faith. Okay. Upon seeing the bonky stick hits, I find him like, hmm, I wish I could do that. But alas, he cannot. So instead. He's like a twirl. <laughs> so instead, he's going to raise his hands and with a boom, throw a psionic blast at the mass. Nice. And it does not beat his DC. So it gets to take 5d8 force damage. I have, I have my d8s ready. Let me go. Where are my d8s? Alex, the goblins have stolen my d8s. <laughs> my new DMing style is having my dice all over my desk and it's currently not paying off. Three, 
Use this pretty one as well. Unfortunately, it can't actually be pushed away because there's nowhere for it to go. But that's still... Um, 10, 17, 20, 24 force damage. Nice. And there's that. And he's going... And that's all he's going to do. But now it's the watchers go. You can hear the rustling as it points its tentacles towards Charlie. Charlie's reminded uncomfortably of one of our compatriots. And Charlie, can you make me an intelligence save, please? No, you're not good at this. I'm bad at intelligence. 13. Not enough. Because... Clearly, you're not the only one who's had some upgrades since the last time you fought it. As the Watcher, it has it for a limited amount of uses, has an ability that mystics have called Ego Whip. Oh, that's a bastard, that one. I know. I read it and I was like, hmm, should I? Of course, who am I asking? Who am I asking? There's no one else in here. I was so tempted to take that for Avery. I forget it's a spell as well, isn't it? It's a bit expensive at fourth level, but... Yeah. So, for a start, you take the... Well, I've got it as 3d10 psychic damage. That is... It's only 19 points. But as it points these tentacles at you, any confidence and bravado you suddenly have evaporates and all you can think about is your failures how because of you Turg is dead you could have prevented this but you weren't strong enough you weren't fast enough if you were you'd still be alive and you wouldn't have to be rescuing his father you know you're going to have to tell him his son's dead because of you and Shard and for your next action, you can only take the dodge, disengage, or hide actions. As you are filled with a crippling self-doubt. But now it's Morris's go. <laughs> Morris does get two attacks. And he's going to try waving his little knifey hands at the goo. Oh bless him, he misses his first swipe. That its second one is a hit. You see him slash down and miss as the little tentacles withdraw. But his second one catches them. He's doing his best. That is nine damage. As he cuts and then hisses a furious as his little knife hands get covered in goo. But now we're at the top again. So Charlie. So what can I only do on my turn again? Dodge, disengage, or hide. It's only for this turn. I'll take the dodge action then. Do you care to remind me what that one does? Uh, it gives you advantage on dexterity saving throws, and it gives the creature disadvantage on rolls to hit you. Okay, nice. 
when I have plus 10 to my dexterity saving throw advantage is just all the more lovely. Because otherwise Charlie does her best to stand firm. Mm. I shall use bad thoughts out of the skin because I know it's the creature causing this. You know it's the creature causing you and you know it's getting under your skin. Next up is Nathaniel's go. And as his bonus action, he's going to use Mantle of Flame. So you see him and then you just see him go (laughs) as he ignites. Because you know what's more fun than Mantle of Flame? Doing Scorching Ray when you have Mantle of Flame active. Yes, he's going to use Scorching Ray. What level's he going to cast at? Fuck it, we're going to cast a fourth level Scorching Ray. Those are some spicy fucking rolls, actually. His lowest attack just scrapes the AC, because Nathaniel is fairly high-leveled now. <laughs> that is a lot of rays hitting. Um, so that is 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. So whatever, so that's 10d6 plus 25. I feel like I'm making myself into a bit of a fucking hero with this. That's much damage! Jesus fucking Christ, dude. It's probably the most damage I'll ever roll for anything ever again. Because now it's the Watcher's go. And having successfully... Huh? Can I ask how much damage he did? Just because I got him interested. Uh, 31 plus 25. Yikes! His fire was very spicy at that point. Also because this fucker is just really upset. Um, his family. Because I know Nathaniel knows they're only half-siblings, but he does feel a bit protective towards Charlie already. Like, this fucker's just upset his sister. Okay, half-sister still. Half-sister if we're being pedantic, but... That's not on, you know? But haha, tis the turn of the Watcher. And what's the Watcher going to do? Charlie, you feel the air pressure adjusting the room, but this isn't aimed at you. It's aimed at Nathaniel, as the Watcher attempts to try and crush him under the air pressure. Is, is, the, is the goo moving out of my range? Oh wait, no, I'm still the effects of Ego Whip. Never mind. It's completely static as well. That is not a save for Nathaniel. Oh dear. So he will be taking... Um, not the highest amount in the world, but he is a sorcerer. And on a d6 hit die. So that's kind of ouch. 24 damage, which is still ouch when you have a d6 head die. As you just see, almost an invisible wall of force try to 
crush him down. And now he has to roll concentration for trying to keep Ben going banished. No. Oh god. Right. Let's see. One saving throw, will DC equal to 10 or half the damage you take? You got a 14. Bengarn remains banished. Banished, even. I say I say foo, but I doubt Bengarn's happy about this. I'm sure Bengarn is less than happy about this. Now it's Morris's go. Come on, Morris. Come on. You got this. Come on, Morris, you could do this. Oh. Again, his first slash completely misses. But he goes for more of a stabbing action with the second one, which does hit. And you can see that happy until that and he gets covered in goo again. Morris might not have many brain cells, but he does not care for goo. As he deals a whole eight point of damage with his big boy stabs. But Charlie. Your turn rolls around, and the self-doubt plagues you. But you know, you know none of it's true. And you shake yourself free of that. So what do you do next? First... Uh, that's why you held my head for a second. Oh, you're so gonna regret that. As I look back at them and hold out one hand, mm -hmm. and I will use Breath of the Dragon, to shoot a 20-foot cone of lightning at... a 20-foot wide cone of lightning at this creature. That's a deck save for me, I believe? Yes. DC 16. It does not beat that. So he takes 3d8 from that, plus 4. That's two 7s and a 5. So 19. that's... 7 plus 7 plus 5 plus proficiency. So 23 lightning damage on that. Okay. And then... Ooh, pardon me. Because that replaces one of my attacks. Thwacky thwack with a stick. Hmm. And then three fucking hard punches. Okay. Roll me some attacky boys. One. And I spend a point of key to do flurry of blows. So that is point of key off my list. And then that's four attacks. Oh, one of the dices fell off the desk. That is some insane. That's a good rolls. The lowest is an 8, plus 10, so 18. Nope. The other two are 16s, so 26. Yes. And the last is the natural 20. Yeah. So 3 out of 4. 3, okay, so one of the punches misses. Uh, so the sticky stick is... That was the... That was the... That was the sticky stick, that was the punch, so the... So the crit is the sticky stick. Yep. So that's 3d8. These dice are out for blood. Because that is an 8, a 7, and an 8. Okay. So that's... 23. Six. Hold on. Uh, so the first one's a crit, so 
16 plus 8 for the stick. It's 24. So that's 51 damage, lightning. Well, 24 bludgeoning, and the rest is lightning. And then plus, obviously, the 23 from earlier, so that's a total of 74 damage on this turn. Okay. As Charlie brings down the absolute wrath of hell onto the Watcher, there's almost a squeal as it parts from the doorway, and you will have about 20 seconds to get through before it closes over again. Just just a meta note, DM. Yeah. Um, do you... How does banishment work in your world? Does banishment bring them back to where they presently were, or yes. does it bring it back to where the caster is? I'd say bring it back to... I'd honestly put it as back to where they were banished from. I know banishment works differently for everyone. Okay, then. I shout to... Um... I shout to Nathaniel. Quick, bring him back! And we're off. There's a pop, and Ben Garn appears, looking both dazed but also furious. By the arm, dash. Nathaniel <laughs> follows. And just to meta that, if this was something you'd be killing outright, it would be on minus 73 HP now. It had one HP. Oh, where did HP? Yeah. It just did 74. Yep. <laughs> Obviously, Morris follows you. Like his little hand. Morris Naruto runs with his arms flapping behind him in the wind. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and you run and you run, and then you can see daylight as you come out of a crack between several rocks and you're once again in open air. Ben Garn is currently bent over being sick into the nearest pile of rubble. And Morris is doing his swing from side to side dance. That was something. We good team. Yeah. Nathaniel's scraping the gunk from Morris's knives into a little jar. You want some of this and I hold I hold him the end of the quarter staff which has a little blob of it on. I'll take that too. Just knock it into the jar. Hmm. Romy A D four quickly, please. Four. Your piece of goo has an eye in it as well. It just watches you ominously. <laughs> well, I'm gonna put that away so it can't watch us. He'll put it back in his bag. Bang! By this point, Bangarn is sat on the floor. What in the seven hells just happened? Yeah, a big monster wanted to kill us. I I saw the monster. I'm pretty fucking sure he just tried to kill me. No, I don't know what that was, but the monster has magic. It tried to take over my mind as well. 
I didn't try to kill you. I just moved you to a different plane for a moment. A what? Just let me explain. A different plane. It was to stop you being eaten, I suppose, by whatever that was? I don't believe a fucking word you're saying. Okay, I can see we're not going to get anywhere here, so... We can either walk home or I can take us home. Your call. I think teleportation might be easier as much as I don't like it. Ben Garn looks at Nathaniel like he has six heads as Nathaniel sets up the teleport. He's like, come on, Mars, and you get... Ben Garn whispers to you. Oh, magic. What the fuck is that lanky thing there? Um, Amiberation, maybe? I'm, I'm still trying to work it out. It's friendly. Charlotte, Charlotte, you're like family and I love you. But he's got fucking knives for hands. we got a lot to talk about. I'll explain that once we're out of here. Engarn does his best to stand away from both Nathaniel and Morris <laughs> as you're teleported. And with a jerk that makes you feel slightly seasick, you're once more on the outskirts of Volca. Actually not too far from the field that you and your compatriots fell into. Never actually been to Volca before, so I couldn't take us straight there. Oh. Looking back to the town, Charlie realizes the conversation she's got to have now. Um, Nathaniel. Yes. You think you could head to the town and give me and Bengar in a minute? Sure. Um. Um. On the way. Thank you. Could I? Would you mind if I had a look at that thing you found in the temple? Oh, sure. I'll hand it to him. Okay, he'll take it. Um, and. Thank you for everything. We're family, aren't we? Again, Oh, I knew it's like ah. What is this? But also, we'll give you a hug. Morris joins in the hug. <laughs> right, I'll see you there. Oh, Morris! No, you can't run off into that field. Get back here, you little shit! He starts walking, holding Morris's leash. <laughs> And go and just looks up at you. I have a feeling I'm not like what you're going to tell me, lass. Whatever it is. Charlie, any rocks that Charlie can sit down on? Yeah, there's, there's a small flat wall that you could use as a seat. Actually, Charlie would sit down on the floor. Ben Garn will do the same because he's not a proud dwarf. Um, recently, last month, we got captured by the military. Is that how you got all bashed up like that? Aye. Um, 
some friends of ours got captured and we tried to rescue them, we got captured. We spent a month behind bars before they volunteered us to do something they called the trial. I know about that. Tarek was there. Tarek was killed in the trial. No, no, tell me you're pulling my last, my leg here. I'm sorry, I'm not. I tried to, I tried to stop the, the wizard that did it, but I wasn't fast enough. telling me that my boy is dead because of them. He's buried. We buried him in... Uh, I point to the town. In the town over there. They took everything from me. I'm sure you know that. You're a, you're a bright lass. You'd have figured that out by now. If they take everything from me. And now they took my boy. Ben Garn is shaking with just the effort of keeping himself together at this point. They, they take everyone's children. Why was Targon there? He was of no use to them. Even the people outside our community, they look at him like he's some sort of cretin, an imbecile, because he doesn't talk. He didn't even talk, Charlotte. He couldn't. Put him in there the same reason they put any of us in there. For their sick entertainment. They slaughtered my son like a pig for their own amusement. My fault. I wasn't quick enough to stop it. Oh, yeah. I know. He fought the world with you. You know that, right? Yeah. He never said it because he couldn't, but he always knew when you would be here soon. He'd always set up your class so that it'd be ready when you got there. I've, I've never told you too much about what I did before I was in Lawton, did I? They take everyone, but I'm starting to wonder if they're coming for me. 
They took my boy. They destroyed my home. What about Ingvar? Have you seen my wife? No. Sorry, it happened. What's happening, Charlotte? What's happening to everything? everyone for Turk I will burn this place down to the ground no matter what it costs Bengarn looks you dead in the eye I used to be one of them Charlotte I used to be one of them not by choice please know it was never by choice helped build this place. And as much as I want to help you take it down, I don't have I don't have the energy anymore. I'm not asking you to help us. I just wanted you to be safe, and I wanted you to know. Thank you. Did you, you said you were able to get him out of there, though? I've seen what they do to the bodies of those who die. Yeah, the person who killed them. Let's just say. There's more lot left of him. Good. It's more than he deserves. Will you I take me there? Lost control. We all lose sometimes. But thank you. Bleep for it, give him a hug. I think he needs that. He'll give you another hug. You're clinging tight this time. Thank you for getting me out of there. I didn't think I'd last much longer. I'll show you where the grave is and then the doctor can check on you it doesn't take too long to get back to Volca and you can show him Tarek's grave the stone cutter has been since you were gone and made a little headstone and there's a little posy of wildflowers sat on top of the freshly turned earth And upon seeing the grave, Bengarn just breaks down. He just sinks to his knees and cries. It's the most broken cry you've ever heard. 
from a man who's lost everything over and over again. like family to me, Charlotte, but would you mind if I was alone for a bit? Of course. I'm sorry. It's not you. It's never you. Yeah, but I can stop this. With that, I'll walk away. Hmm. You can see Morris lurking not too subtly towards the edge of the town. He's hanging around, waiting for, clearly waiting for Nathaniel to come out of a building. One of the other little houses, actually. He's probably been asked to wait outside. But when he sees you come in, he perks up and waves his arms very, very unsubtly towards you. With a happy tss. You can see his reins have been tied to something next to the front door. But what do you do next? Um. I think Charlie just goes to town gate sits down and looks up to the world just sits there in silence okay how long does she sit there for? maybe about an hour some point during Charlie's sit you do hear the sound of footsteps coming up the path towards you. And it is Nathaniel once again, holding your box. Thought I'd return this to you before I forgot. I still had it. Do you know what it is? Um, obviously I asked the experts, as it were. And it's a dragon's tear. It's got a lot of properties. I think it found its way to you for a reason. It's a type of crystal, essentially. Does it work? They do contain auras and properties to them. I got a whole lecture on how they're formed which honestly most of it went over my head. Geology isn't my area of expertise. But I think it's something to do with you. It found its way to you for a reason. It takes it out and holds it up. And you can see it's almost the exact colour of Charlie's circlet. I'll hold on to it. Thank you. Might find it comes in handy soon. Um, I'll leave you to it. 
Thank you. Um, you've probably seen Morris outside. He's not allowed into the house as much as I'd like him to be. But if you need anything, I'm probably just in there, maybe trying to hide from your friends. I should speak to Harlan soon anyway. I would be happy to see you and answer anything he could. This doesn't tell me that pact is going to bite me in the ass at some point. Well, maybe you should ask about it. I just need some time to think for a minute. Alright, well, I'll see you when I see you. And he will leave you to your thoughts. Has Charlie put the dragon's tear away yet? I think Charlie just holds the dragon tear, looking into it. You look into it. Um, can you roll me? I'm going to call it investigation, but add your perception modifier to it as well. Um, I rolled an 18 on the die. My perception modifier is a plus four. 21 all in with the minus one. You stare into the gem, not really focusing at first. But then the tiniest movement inside catches your eye. As inside the gem, you can see almost like a swirling little thunderstorm. Little bolts of lightning flicker in and out. The gem's warm, and you can feel the energy coming from it. And it starts to feel familiar to you as the dragon's tear is the next part of your magical item and it is attuning to you but we'll leave charlie and her very pretty little gem for now as the camera pans out and out and over the sea again morris tries to grab the camera as it goes past him but he's much too small Charlie's promise is fulfilled, but her adventure is still far from over. But what comes next? Who will we follow next time? Well, we'll just have to find out. This podcast was brought to you by me, Kerry, in conjunction with Visionaries Global Media and Mattatak Productions. 